Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. How are we going, everybody? You doing well? Hey, can we just take the worship team? I don't know about you. That was just such a beautiful time of worship. Man, so anointed. And my brother with a fedora. I love a good fedora. I can't think you can hear me, but I love it. That's so good. He's left the building. Hey, take a seat, everybody. Fantastic. Hey, you happy to be in the house of God today? I've got to tell you, I, I just love being here. I would, have, I would have loved not to preach as well. Just the anointing on the worship, the presence of God, the sense of family here. Do you know you have a good church? You aware of that? You've got, to, you've, got to, you've got to say it out loud if you are. Just say, yes, I'm aware of that. I'm very aware I had a good church. Yeah, good churches um, don't come easy. It's no small thing to have a great church. And sometimes you can be part of something beautiful and not even be aware of how great it is. So uh, come on, can we just thank God for just being a part of such a great church? And um, David and Claire, you're just awesome. I'm thinking of flying Claire. Uh, if we ever have another child, Claire, I'm going to fly you down to dedicate our child because I'll, that that was the best child dedication. If you'd done an altar call right there, I would have come down. That is amazing. I've actually never seen a better child dedication in my life. <laughs> Baby Eddie is going to be, he's going to grow up to be like a mighty man of God. That, that prayer, I was like, I was shooketh to my cause. It's amazing. So... I, I'm gonna. We'll have a meeting afterwards, Claire, and you can tell me how to do baby dedications because ours need a lot of work at Nova. Now that I've seen that, that was that was amazing. So, uh, so good to be here, and uh, honestly, it's such an honour um, to be sharing with you guys today. I count it a privilege. I just love the family of God all across Australia. I love that wherever we get to go, uh, there's people who love Jesus, despite what the world would have you believe. The church is growing, is alive, is moving forward. People are getting saved. There's churches like this in revival all across our country. So don't listen to the media stats and reports that would tell you that the church is going backwards. I don't know about you. I have the greatest hope ever that we are going to see a mighty revival in Australia come on with the best days are ahead of us and that uh, we're doing everything we're doing uh, because we we believe that the best days are ahead and that's why we've got to keep planting churches we've got to keep reaching young people we've got to keep doing amazing things like Hilltop this weekend come on can we give it up for your amazing youth pastors and it's so, it's so great to be part of a church with literally hundreds of young people uh, gathered together on a Saturday night when they're normally out clubbing. You know, the world would be out clubbing. They're here in the house of God. It was something like 50 decisions for Jesus last night. I think another 70 the night before or something like that. It's amazing what's happening uh, in your church. And so you've got to be aware that uh, you're part of something special. And, um, and we're part of something special across our country, that God is doing something great. I just think, I know COVID's been a tough uh, season, but I think that the church is poised better than ever before to make an incredible impact, an incredible difference. Uh, just in Adelaide, we've just been seeing people getting saved every week, pretty well since we've come back from lockdown. There's such a hunger for God, such a hunger for people. You know, when the darkness hits, the light shines the brightest. So it's an amazing time to be shining the light, you know, because in a dark world, when things are looking a bit gloomy, we just have a message of hope, a message of life. And if you're here for the first time today, can we just welcome anyone, by the way, who's here for the first time and so glad you're here. And um, I know the Highway Church has the same heart as Nova Church. We love new people. We love and we do church so that people who may not have even grown up in church or been around church uh, can experience God. And so you're so welcome today. And I'm believing that we're going to leave today impacted, empowered by the Holy Spirit and uh, and more full of faith than we came. Amen? I uh, 
I left three children and a wife to come and speak to you guys today. So we, we need a move of God today to make it worth it. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I gotta, I'll show you a picture. This is my high school sweetheart, me and Hannah. I think this is the, I've got a few pictures I sent through. I don't know if they're here. That was us in our, uh, our year 12 formal together. Uh, so I'd actually, tragic story, my girlfriend broke up with me a few weeks beforehand and she was the only other girl I knew, so I begged her to come to the formal with me and that smile she's giving there is completely fake. She didn't want to come, she only came out of sympathy, uh, but that was the start of our love story unfolding together. Uh, so it's cool, and uh, we got married about six years ago, I think I got a picture of that I can show you as well, and so we did, we did a little bit of an upgrade after year 12. She looks as gorgeous as ever. I got a quiff and now my hair is receding and it's terrible, but I'm holding on. It's a very delicate ecosystem up there at the moment. It's, it's, it's holding on. Uh, so it's great. So we've got a few kids. Uh, up we've, uh, we've got a four-year-old. His name is Gabriel. And we just had twins uh, two years ago, which is a crazy story I'll tell you. So this is uh, Leo and Shiloh, our twin uh, boy and girl. And it's safe to say that we are absolutely done when it comes to having children. Um, so... We got our house is three kids under four at the moment. It's a wild uh, time. We planted a church, and then the twins were born two months after we planted. So to say it's been a crazy few years would be the understatement of the century. Uh, but I think I got a, I think we got a family photo there too. I'll just show you the whole crew together. That's my wife, our little kitties, and little squad uh, back home in Adelaide. And uh, I love them lots. Hannah, my wife, says hi to everybody. So there you go, hi. Um, and uh, and they they're so good. I love them so much. I miss them already. We had breakfast together this morning over FaceTime. It was very cute. It's walking through the children, the eggs, the bacon, the tomatoes. Exciting time. The veggie tails at breakfast today. It was crazy. Um, so good. Hey, I can't wait to speak the word today. Let's get into it. Um, I'm going to speak to you from the book of Ruth first off this morning. We're going to uh, drop smack bang in the middle of a great story. Boaz has come to take Ruth. It's every single girl's dream, this story today. Uh, and there's this great scripture, uh, Ruth chapter 4 verse 12, Boaz has come to take Ruth away, they're about to live their romantic story, honeymoon vibes going on, and there's this moment uh, where the people of the city come together and they actually pronounce a blessing, I think it's so interesting what that uh, song was today, they pronounce this blessing uh, over their life, and if you didn't know the meaning of it, you could kind of read past it and miss it, but this blessing that they speak over Ruth and Boaz is so profound, it has incredible uh, context for us today as well. They say this, they say, may your house be like the house of Perez. And if you're taking notes, I want you to write that word down, Perez, or underline that word Perez, whom Tamar bore to Judah because of the offspring that the Lord will give you by this young woman. So they're saying, we want your house to be like the house of Perez. Everyone say Perez for me. You've got to get that word into our head today. Perez. Perez was a child that was born to Judah and Tamar. Okay, so we're going to go to another uh, scripture now, Genesis chapter 38, verses 27 to 30, to figure out why this blessing, this blessing of Perez, is so powerful and important. So Perez was a child born to Judah and Tamar, and might I even say it was a controversial birth. This happened at a time where um, you definitely wouldn't get pregnant out of wedlock or have a kid out of wedlock, and yet this happened in this moment. And there's this amazing scripture we read now. What happened? And Genesis 38, 27 to 30 is the story of how Perez was born and why this blessing is so significant. So let's read it together. It says, Now it came to pass at the time for giving birth that, behold, twins were in her womb. And so it was that when she was giving birth, 
that one put out his hand. Okay, now don't get too graphic here, but childbirth is pretty full on uh, as it is. But this is like a really full on birth going on here. Uh, The one put out his hand (laughs) and the midwife took a scarlet thread and bound it on his hand saying, this one came out first. Then it happened as he drew back his hand. So just bit of a visual here. The kid's coming in and out. It's a breech baby. It's everything's going on, right? This one came up, then it happened. He drew back his hand and his brother came out unexpectedly. How exciting is the Bible, by the way? It's, it's very exciting. Uh, and she said this. This is what the nurse said. How did you break through? I don't want you to underline that. How did you break through? This breach be upon you. Therefore, his name was called Perez. Afterward, his brother came out who had the scarlet thread on his hand and his name was called Zerah. We're going to pray and then we're going to get into the word today. Father, we thank you today. Lord, for a breakthrough anointing on this meeting. Father, we pray today in the name of Jesus that you would unlock your word today. We thank you, Father, that your word never returns void, that it's powerful, that it's active, that it's sharper than a two-edged sword. And Father, we pray today, we come ready to receive what you have for us today. And we pray that we would leave different to how we came because of it. Come on, and a faith-filled people said, Amen. Amen. We, uh, I love this story because it's got twins in it. And we have a funny story about our twins. But when our Gabriel, our firstborn, was born, he was just a few months old and we were in a prayer meeting and there was a, a prophet in town called Corey Turn. I don't know if you had, the, uh, heard, had him minister here before, but an amazing man. And uh, we're in this prayer meeting and he's going around the room and he's prophesying over everyone and he gets to us and he starts prophesying this stuff about Youth Alive and the church and all of his stuff is really great. And then he starts, he kind of gets in this, you ever seen a prophet get a glitch? Will they just get stuck on something? And so he's there and he's just like, I'm just seeing the number two. Everywhere you look in the next season, you're going to see number two. This issue of twins is going to follow you everywhere you go. In the next season, you're going to look around and everywhere you look, there's going to be the number two. There's going to be twins. Two, two, two. Burn it into your heart. Burn it into your spirit. But number two is going to mark your life. And we're sitting there and we're like, we have no idea what this guy's saying. And I walk out the prayer meeting and Hannah turns to me. We just had one little kid at the time. Gabriel was three months old. And she, thinks, she says to me, do you think we're going to have twins? And I said, no, there's no way. That's not what God's saying. And she's like, I really feel like God's spoken to us and we're going to have twins. And sure enough, we go to the ultrasound a year and a half later and right there in the oven was two kids that we weren't expecting. We got two for the price of one baby. It's pretty good. So one less pregnancy, but three kids. So it's not bad. This is what I've found about God is that God will often break through your expectations and do far more than what you were expecting. Why did these people say to Boaz, may your house be like the house of Perez? Well, Perez was somebody, when you think about how he was born, who broke through the expectation on his life to beat the odds. So when they're saying, may your house be a house of Perez, they're saying, may your life be marked as someone who beats the odds. Someone who breaks through in unexpected ways. There was this scarlet thread, I don't know if you remember, uh, in the story that was tied around the wrist of the firstborn. And that scarlet thread represented inheritance. It represented blessing. It was a sign of saying, hey, if there's twins being born, we need to put the scarlet thread around so we know which one came out first. So it's which one's going to get the most money, which one's going to get the most inheritance, which one's going to get the most favor, right? But here's the thing. Even though Perez's brother got the scarlet thread, Perez ended up getting the blessing. He had a breakthrough that nobody was expecting. And that's because the word Perez literally means breakthrough. 
That is the definition of that name. The name Perez means breakthrough. What's a breakthrough? A breakthrough is a sudden shift. It's a sudden moment of change that exceeds what everybody was expecting. That's why in verse 29 it says that his brother came out unexpectedly. Here's the truth. You're not the same when you've had a breakthrough. You can't think the same. You can't walk the same. You can't talk the same. When God breaks through and does something unexpected in your life, you are never the same again. Why? Because we serve a God of the breakthrough and He loves to do things, come on, in unexpected ways, with unexpected people, in unexpected places, because it's in His very nature to break through in people's worlds that no one was expecting. I love this. Perez came out the wrong way. (laughs) which tells me that even when things don't come out the way you want them, you can still break through. Perez came from a messy and controversial family background. But the birth of Perez tells me that even when your background's messy, you can still break through. Perez's brother looked more likely to get the inheritance and the blessing. But what the birth of Perez tells me is that even when other people look more likely, when the God of the breakthrough's hand is on your side, you can still break through. Why? Because we serve, come on, the God of the breakthrough. And some of you, you know what I'm talking about. Some of you here, you were never meant to finish school, but you did. You were never meant to get a degree, but you did. You were never meant to survive that divorce, but you did. You were never meant to get past the other side of that health issue, but you did. You were never meant to get down that family breakdown and come out the other side, but you did. And do you know why you did? Because whether you know it or not, the God of the breakthrough's hand is on your life. And He's been seeing you through every season, every moment, every day of your life. And the reason you came out the other side is because there is a God who is for you and not against you. His hand of breakthrough is upon you and it's the reason why you're here today. Come on, I don't know if there's anyone who's grateful today to serve a God of the breakthrough, who's glad that you made it when you shouldn't have. You got through to the other side when you shouldn't have made it. You're still standing because the God of the breakthrough's hand is upon you. Oh man, I want to I speak a message to you today called breakthrough is in your blood. Breakthrough is in your blood. And some of you are like, okay, Pastor Sam, that's nice, that's cute, it's good encouragement, but you don't get it. I'm not saying it as an encouragement today. This is your birthright as a believer. You were actually born for breakthrough. You were born to live a life that beats the odds. You were born to carry breakthrough with you everywhere you go. Some of you are like, prove it to me. I'm like, okay, I will. Luke chapter 3, let's go. It's the chapter you always skip in your Bible reading plan. And today you're going to wish you didn't. It's the birth line of Jesus. And it tells us this. It says, now Jesus himself was about 30 years old when he began his ministry. He was the son, so it was sort of Joseph, the son of Heli, the son of Mathat, the son of Levi. Now I'm not going to go through all of it for you, okay, because it is quite long. And we get to verse 33, the son of Aminadab, the son of Ram, the son of Hezron, the son of Perez. So Perez is literally... In Jesus' birth line. The kid who was born out of wedlock, unexpected, who beat the odds, is in the very bloodline of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. I love that God chose to use messy people, messy families, messy stories to give birth to His Messiah and His Saviour on the earth. Because He's the God of the breakthrough. I love this. From Perez came King David. (laughs) From King David came Jesus. Think about this today. 
David broke through and became the king that no one was expecting. Jesus broke through and became the savior that no one was expecting. When you become a Christian and you join the family of God, what was passed down through Jesus' family line is your inheritance as well. The family of God is not just a figurative metaphor to make us feel good on a Sunday. It is the identity of every believer today. If breakthrough was in David's blood, if breakthrough was in Jesus' blood, i got to tell you today, breakthrough's in your blood as well. You were born today to beat the odds because breakthrough is in your blood. The odds according to how you're born, breakthrough's in your blood. The odds according to what issues have plagued you, breakthrough is in your blood. The odds according to what challenges you're facing, breakthrough is in your blood. You gotta know today you serve the God of the breakthrough. And if breakthrough is in your blood, you gotta have a holy expectation that my God is gonna break through in ways that I'm not expecting at times I wasn't expecting and do the miraculous in my life. Can we serve the God of the breakthrough? One of the privileges of being a pastor is seeing Jesus do this week in and week out with people. It's the honour of my life to watch people who are in incredibly challenging, difficult, soul-crushing situations get set free by the God of the breakthrough when they realise that breakthrough is in their blood. Just a few weeks ago, we had a girl in our church called Holly. And uh, Holly has struggled with lifelong anxiety, right? And not just you know, moderate anxiety, severe anxiety to the point where she had to drop out of school in year 10 because she was so anxious that she couldn't even stand to be around people at school. Holly had been in our church about a year and a half. And, and the thing is, when you speak to Holly, she's got a beautiful heart, but she's so anxious she could never look you in the eye, could never hold a conversation with you, was so shy, was so timid, had so much social anxiety that literally robbed her of her education at school, had robbed her of being able to work, had robbed her of chasing her dream. She's just a shell of a girl desperately looking for breakthrough. I got to tell you, just a couple of months ago, she came down to an altar call and we prayed for Holly. And in a single moment, she received the Holy Spirit, spoke in tongues for the first time, and all anxiety literally broke off her heart, broke off her life, and she has not had a shred of it since. And she said to me, she said, Pastor Sam, she said, I've only ever known what it's like to be anxious. I've only ever known life with anxiety I don't even know what to do with the peace that I've got now. And she said to me, she said, I've had this dream in my heart since I was a little girl of being a police officer. And I never, ever even considered it a possibility because of the anxiety that was riddling my life. And you know what she did just a couple of weeks ago? She put in her application to become a police officer. Why? Because the God of the breakthrough met her where she was. Breakthrough is her inheritance, come on, as a child of God. And that when we serve the God of the breakthrough, we've got to expect Him to, hello, breakthrough. It's got to be an expectation in our life. So there's a couple of things I want you to know about breakthrough today. The first one is this, number one, breakthrough is close when resistance is high. Breakthrough is close when resistance is high. I remember the first time Hannah went into labour. I was thinking about it and I was watching, she's in so much pain and contractions and there's all this, you know, like, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, the whole birth thing is full on. And, uh, and the funny thing is, if we didn't know a baby was coming and she had those symptoms, we'd be absolutely distraught. Like, if she, if she, 
if she just suddenly felt all this pain, this contractions, this resistance, and she's in agonizing pain, and we didn't know a baby was coming, we would think something was desperately wrong. But because we know that she was about to give birth to something, what we would have interpreted without that information as something painful and terrible, we actually interpreted as something powerful. Because we said, no, no, this pain is a sign, this resistance is a sign that something great is about to happen. And this is what I've found in life. When you start feeling resistance in your life, it's actually a sign that God is about to do something powerful in your life. When resistance gets high, it's a sign that breakthrough is coming, right? I find every single time where I face resistance, it's almost now become evidence that that's an area where God is about to move. But have you ever found when you want to increase your prayer life, suddenly prayer gets hard? I want to get into the Word and suddenly Bible reading is hard. I, I want to reach my friends and suddenly I feel this, this like shyness come over me that I wouldn't normally have. Why? Because the devil will resist you in the areas where breakthrough is coming most powerful. So as believers, we need to learn to reinterpret resistance in our life as evidence that something great is about to be birthed rather than something terrible is about to be birthed. Breakthrough is close where resistance is high. I want to ask you today, take note of where you feel resistance because it's where your next breakthrough is. Are you feeling resistance in your finances? Are you feeling resistance in your health? Are you, are you feeling resistance in your family? Come on today. Let a holy expectation rise up in your heart that says, you know what? Breakthrough is in my blood. I serve the God of the breakthrough and I'm believing, Lord, that you are gonna break through in my family. You are gonna break through in my finances. You are gonna break through in my health. You are gonna break through in my mind that God, this is my inheritance. Come on, in you. The second thing I want you to know about breakthrough today is this, is that breakthrough is often triggered by frustration. You know, every great breakthrough that's ever happened was actually triggered by frustration. Think about it. Electricity was invented because someone got frustrated with candles. Like, the car was invented because someone got really frustrated with horses. Come on, the iPhone was invented because someone got frustrated with carrying a camera, an iPod, and a phone in their pocket at the same time. And the greatest phone that's ever graced the earth was birthed into existence, the Apple iPhone. And all you Samsung and Android lovers, there's the door. No, I'm joking, I'm joking. But, but here's the thing. Every great innovation, every great breakthrough was triggered because someone got frustrated. And sometimes when we think, well, I'm frustrated, can't be God. Yes, it can. Sometimes God will allow you to get frustrated to birth a breakthrough in your life. Sometimes He will frustrate your prayer life because He doesn't want you to exist at the level of prayer you previously existed at. Sometimes He will frustrate your Bible reading because He wants to take you deeper in the Word and He doesn't want you to settle for where you were before. Sometimes He will frustrate you in worship. I used to just not be able to really hunger after God and God would meet me in worship, but now it's not happening. Why? He's frustrating your hunger and saying there's more in you. Have you ever had a rock in your shoe? It's a terrible experience. It's one tiny little rock. I don't know about you, whenever I get a rock in my shoe, I'm kind of like, it's okay, it's fine. And after about 10 minutes, you're like, no, no, it's fine. It's okay. After about an hour, you're ready to take that shoe off and throw it at a wall, right? Because, because one little rock in your shoe can frustrate you to the point of having to make a change. 
sometimes God will allow frustration into your life to force you to make a change. You can't exist at the same level you used to exist at because God will allow frustration into your life to trigger breakthroughs in your world that he knows you desperately need. I have to change how I'm living. I have to change how I'm praying. I have to change how I'm seeking God. How I used to do it isn't working anymore. Why? Because God wants to take me to a higher level and is frustrating where I was. Come on, to push me up to where he wants me to be. Sometimes God will frustrate you. And I think sometimes frustration is actually an invitation to an elevation in God, a higher place of living in Jesus' name. Let let frustration trigger a breakthrough in you. And here's the third thing I want to tell you about breakthrough, which is the most important thing I'm going to say to you today, is this. I'm just drinking to really build the suspense. The third thing I want you to know today is this, is that breakthrough is not just for you. Breakthrough is not just for you. Now, I've got Pastor Dan and a few boys are going to come up and help me with this illustration, so... And, or whoever's coming up. I didn't actually, I don't know if I said boys. Or, I mean, look at all these, look at all these mighty men of God. Okay. Which one of, are you guys in terms of single status? Obviously Dan's not. Anyone else here? You guys all single? You're all taken. How old are you? Okay, no, you're going to stay single a little bit longer. I was going to say, if there was some single guy, we could do an auction here and, no, um, 16. He's going to wait till he's 21 in Jesus' name. Are your parents here? Uh, no. no? Okay. The youth leader's here, though. Why would you get? 21. It's a deal. Okay, we shook on our nest. It's happened. Okay, all right, come on. Let's line up over here for a minute. You know what? Let's go on the floor. Let's go on the floor. It's going to be easier. Now that I got you up, let's come down here. Sorry to production people. Now, I want you to line up in a line just over here, okay? Facing me, facing me, facing me. And I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick you. You come over here. You come over here. Come on, stand there. Stand there. Stand there. And now, boys, you can just stand nice and close together. Uh, sometimes in life, it can feel like you're hitting a wall. You ever felt like that? This is a great wall. It's very sturdy. Um, whether it's in your health, your finances, your relationships, even your relationship with God. I'm even talking about generational issues that have been in your family, like generational drinking, generational poverty, this stuff that gets in our world. And it can feel like we're in God, we know we're saved, we're born again, but we're just hitting a wall, right? And what that looks like, I'm going to hit you, Dan, okay? You, poise. There's a lot of, I'm heavier than I look, okay? So, well, hopefully I'm heavier than I look. Um, okay, so, and you can, you can, hey, hey, no, 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 you got to stay, stay. You gotta, hold your ground, bro, poise. That's better, that's better. And it can feel like you're praying and you're praying and you're praying and nothing is happening. Nothing is happening. And in a single moment, I don't know if you've experienced this before, I've seen it happen in my life, it can feel like it's going from nothing happening, nothing moving, nothing changing, to in a single moment God decides in a moment of breakthrough to move something out the way. That's been blocking you. And now suddenly there's space. 
And the beautiful thing about a breakthrough is that when you break through something, there's now room for other people to break through as well. See, when a mum breaks through in prayer, come on, for her children, suddenly her son starts to break through. Suddenly, come on, when we break through in faith, other people start coming through with us. See, God will actually position you to, for a breakthrough, to break through a difficult thing in order not just for you to walk through it, but for your children, for your family, for your church to walk through it as well. And this is why it's so important to know the breakthrough is in your blood. Because when you break through, you're not the only one going to the other side. There is a whole line of people coming with you. I grew up in a great family. My parents loved God. From birth, they taught me about Jesus. And I remember when I was 16, I would hear the stories of all my friends. And, and they were coming to Christ. They have these really cool testimonies. I thought, my testimony is so lame. Two good parents taught me the Bible, took me to church every Sunday. That's not really a tearjerker. And then... And then I realized one day, I remember I was about kind of 18 years old. Hey, don't move. <laughs> I'm just going to say this wall was really falling apart. It's. <laughs> Dan, we already broke through you, mate. You need to. <laughs> and I, remember, I was 18, I was talking to my mum. I said, I said, like, how? Because I, I joined the dots. You know, when you're older, like, you, you start appreciating your parents more. And I looked at my parents' parents and I heard more about my mum and dad's story and my mum and my dad both through went, went through a lot of terrible stuff. My mum, uh, her mum literally was diagnosed with schizophrenia when she was 12 and her dad left and she had to raise her brother on her own from the age of 12 right through to 20. My dad was in a very abusive environment and, um, and a lot of dysfunction in the family and all this kind of stuff and I'm like, I didn't know any of that. And I didn't experience any of that. I remember talking to mum and dad about it and I said, what happened? Like, how did you parent us so well considering what you went through? And they said, we made a decision when we got married that what had been in our family was going to stop with us. We made a decision, come on, that we were going to break through for our children and their children's children. And what I came to realise is that the breakthrough that my parents had to walk through, I now walk through with my children and my family, come on, every single day of the week. Why? Because breakthrough is not just for you. You guys can take a seat. Thank you, guys. Let's give it up for these guys. Breakthrough is not just for you. When I break through something, I open up a way for other people as well. I'm going to wrap up in just a moment so I can have somebody, uh, this guy here, who was amazing, can join me on the Yamaha S70XS keyboard. <laughs> this thing's like a space station. <laughs> We're ready for liftoff over here. This is unbelievable. I've never seen so many screens on a keyboard in my whole life. It's all Apple. Good boy. That's why this church is so anointed. There's such a powerful presence of God on this church. <laughs> when I break through something, I open up the way for someone else. Perez never could have imagined that his breakthrough would trigger a line of breakthrough leading all the way to Jesus and to our salvation. Wow. 
When we break through in prayer, others walk in miracles. When mums and dads break through in faith, their kids walk in freedom. When we break through in boldness, others walk into salvation. (laughs) When we break through in hunger, others walk into the presence of God. Because breakthrough is not just for us. Our world needs us to break through. Our families need us to break through. Our schools need us to break through. Our universities need us to break through. Our workplaces need us to break through. Come on, this city needs us to break through. It needs breakthrough Christians, breakthrough churches, breakthrough leaders, breakthrough faith. If we're gonna see the world touched and changed by the power of God. The guy in our church, I'll tell you one more story before I finish. The guy in our church called Esteban. Esteban got saved a couple of months ago. And uh, he's from a Middle Eastern background, came to faith for the first time, and uh, has just found Jesus, and it was beautiful. And Esteban's got a brother. His brother's name is Fernando. And Fernando um, was actually paralyzed at birth, uh, sorry, not at birth, sorry, when he was two years old in a car accident. And so he's in a wheelchair. We actually meet, our church meets in a, an old cinema. And uh, unfortunately, it's, it's a heritage-listed building. There's no elevators, all of this stuff. And I've I, been literally dreading the day when someone rocked up in our church in a wheelchair because I was like, we can't, uh, there's no elevator access, so it's really, really difficult. And this guy rolls in in his wheelchair, and uh, he's the brother of Esteban. And we're talking to him at the door. We're like, hey, we're, we're so sorry. There's no disabled access. We're trying to work on it. The cinema's going to do some renovations, all of this stuff. We don't have our own building yet. We're so sorry. And he goes, no, no, no. Uh, What's happening, my brother, is so powerful that um, I want to be carried up the stairs to come to church. And so he comes in and he's in his wheelchair and he comes on the stairs and there's five guys and they carry him up. And after a few weeks, Fernando gives his heart to Jesus. And, and sometimes we make the mistake of thinking, oh, it's so hard to come to church. Well, Fernando has to come to church and get carried up the stairs every single week, but he loves Jesus so much and has so, been so impacted by the breakthrough that his brother had, but he comes to church every single week. Just a couple of weeks ago, turns out Fernando's on a Paralympic wheelchair basketball team. And he's been witnessing to all of his friends in wheelchairs. And so the church with the least disabled access <laughs> in Adelaide, He's starting to see every week more and more people in wheelchairs coming up. We've got a whole squad now carrying people up the stairs. And his his friend came and he just made a decision for Christ two weeks ago. And every week there's five guys, they wait at the bottom of the stairs and they carry him to the top of the stairs. And all of it started with one man coming to faith. That breakthrough in Esteban triggered a breakthrough in Fernando, which triggered a breakthrough in Brody, which is impacting their whole world. I gotta tell you, when you break through, it's not just for you. God's hand is upon you to break through because you're called, come on, to impact and change the world around you. Breakthrough is in your blood. I wonder today if we could stand to our feet around this place. And you know, I, I love that you guys in this church, you have a, I can sense it, I know, I could feel it last night, I can see it again today. There's just a hunger for God in this church. A hunger, a love, a delight for the presence of God. We're going to sing in just a moment. Before we do that, I want to give people an opportunity to make a decision to follow Jesus for the first time. And then after that, we're going to have a time where we just want to come around and we're going to believe together for breakthrough in your life. Maybe you need breakthrough in your health today. Come on, well, God's our healer. 
Maybe it's breakthrough in your finances today. Well, come on, our God is the provider. Maybe you've got kids and they're away from God. Come on, is His hand too short to reach your children? No way. Come on, anything is possible for our God today. And we're going to gather and we're going to pray and we're going to believe today. We're going to call on the God of the breakthrough and believe for people all across this room to have Perez moments. But I'm going to tell you today, the best breakthrough that anyone can have is the breakthrough of coming to know Jesus as the Lord and Saviour of your life for the first time. And uh, I made that decision for my own self when I was 16 years old and it changed my life. I know this room is full of people who have stories and testimonies of life transformation and change who came to Jesus for the first time. So I want to give people an opportunity today with all of our eyes closed. Let's just give everyone privacy. You might be here today and you might not understand everything I've said, but you're here and you're saying, Pastor Sam, I want to start a journey of faith with Jesus today. I want to know this God of the breakthrough that you've been talking about today. I can give you an opportunity in this moment to start that journey of faith. And so in a moment, I'm going to ask some people on the count of three, just to lift your hand if that's you and you're saying, I want to start a journey of faith. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you out the front. I'm not going to do anything weird other than to pray for you and just believe that this can be the start of a new day, a day of salvation, of change, of God coming into your life that'll leave you different to how you came. Friends, 2,000 years ago, God came to this earth in the form of a man, Jesus Christ. He was God with skin on. (laughs) To look at Jesus is to look at God. To hear Him is to hear God. To see Him is to see God. Jesus lived a perfect life and He died a death on our behalf on the cross for all the things that we should have been punished for. He got punished in our place. He was buried in the tomb and three days later, He rose again victoriously. New life. Defeated death, our past, our sin, our shame. For anybody who calls on His name, will be saved. Romans 10, 19 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. There's an opportunity here today for people to make that decision. So if you're here and you say, I want to start my journey of faith with all of our eyes closed, on the count of three, I want you to do something brave for me. You lift your hand above your head and I'm going to pray with you and believe this is going to be a changing and a powerful day in your life. So if that's you, you lift your hand on the count of three. One, two, Three. Is there anyone today? Yep, I see you there. I see you there. Anyone else today? I see you there as well. Anyone else today? Any other hands today? Any other lives saying, Jesus, I want to follow you? Three people today. This is incredible. Anyone else today? You're saying, Jesus, I want to start that journey of faith with you. Father, I thank you today for these three incredible individuals that have surrendered their lives to you. Number four, right there. I see you, brother. That's awesome. I thank you, Father, for people surrendering to Jesus all across this place today. I pray, Lord God, that they will receive the breakthrough of salvation, the breakthrough of a new start. I thank you that they are new creations in Christ. They are born again into the family of God. I see you there as well, brother. And I pray, Father, that Lord, people would receive you into their life, new life, new start, new hope, salvation flowing in this house. Jesus, we echo what you said to Zacchaeus, that today salvation has come to this house. And I declare a breakthrough, a new start, forgiveness of sin in the name of Jesus. Come on. And a faith-filled people said, Amen, amen, amen. Come on, can we just thank Jesus right now? Come on, for those four or five incredible people who just made that decision today. It's beautiful. And here's what we're going to do today. 
is if you're here, we're going we're gonna to just start worshipping now, team. You can go for it. My brother in the fedora, my space station captain, my drummer locked up in the jail cell over there. We're going to go hard today and we're going to worship Jesus. And as we do, I'm going to ask our pastors and our leaders to come down the front. If there's any area you need breakthrough in today, we're going to worship for a few minutes together. We're going to pray for you. We're going to believe for you. Come on, we're going to call on the God of the breakthrough to come through today like only He can. Come on, let's sing together. Come on. You come to the altar.